What's up, everyone? This is Hannah with the Healthy Charleston Podcast. I am a physical therapist here in Charleston, and I am the new host of this podcast. This podcast is meant to give you the correct health and fitness information, along with spreading awareness of all of the different health and fitness professionals here in Charleston. I love being able to use this podcast as a way to meet all of those around me that are trying to make the world a better place. And my mission as a PT is to educate people and to empower them to take ownership and control of their health. This is season three of the podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Healthy Charleston. Otherwise, thank you so much for listening. Enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Healthy Charleston podcast. On today's episode, we have a familiar voice, Dr. Wes Hendricks, who was actually the founder of this podcast along with Eve. So Wes came back on for me to figure out what he's really up to these days. Um, How often is he doing handstands? Where can we find him? Why is he so afraid of bridges? But instead, he actually asked me a really great question about is there a difference between pain and soreness and what the difference is? And so it really provoked a great discussion, actually. So I'm happy to have Wes back on here. It was a fun conversation. I'm sure we'll be doing more in the future. Either way, we hope you enjoy this episode. All right. So I guess we'll go ahead and welcome you on the podcast, everybody. This is a doctor. Are you still a doctor? I'm still a doctor. Why? I have the degree. You have the degree. I think I'm always going to be a doctor. Dr. Wes Hendricks. But you're not a chiropractor anymore because you didn't renew. I'm not. I'm not a practicing chiropractor. You renewed your license, but you didn't get all the CEUs. No, no, no. which is totally fine because (laughs) can't audit me because I'm not practicing. So when was the last time you practiced as a chiro? Oh man, probably like 1999, maybe 2000. Uh, Four months probably prior to COVID, like was around the time I was like phasing out the last few patients. Yeah, where were you working? I didn't. Rhapsody stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was okay, I was seeing like that. a few people that like, you know, they were long term patients, and we were just trying to more or less phase them out. Yeah. So. Phase so them out. what are you doing now? What I mean, do you do all day? Hang, I hang out all day. But like, what do you do? <laughs> <laughs> There's a decent amount of programming that I do on a regular basis. Okay, so I did program. Yeah, I did the math the other day. I think I wrote over a thousand programs last year. Um, between all my monthly clients and then the subscription site I have. So I'm, I'm writing workouts on pieces of paper on a regular, well, I'm typing them. Yeah, wait, wait. it's online. It's yeah. not paper. It's <laughs> fake paper. It's fake paper, yes. Yeah. So I'm, I'm doing a lot of those on a regular basis. Oh, shit. You know what? What? I don't think we were using the mic the whole time. It's fine. It was a good warm-up. Yeah, but I feel like, let's just keep going. Okay. It might change. Sorry to everybody who was uh, listening and might have to adjust your volume. That's fine. I have a question for you. Wow, already. Yes. What's up? I don't get a chance to talk to a lot of smart people on a regular basis, so... So you're going to try to ask yeah, me? I'm, I'm going to ask you a question, because it's really <laughs> me and my dog most days, on a, so I don't get to have intelligent conversations. So, is there a difference, in your opinion, between muscle soreness, and I'm going to say pain. I don't want to use the word injury, but I'm going to say pain, because pain and injury aren't associated together. And I don't know if I need to give you some context first on how this question was spawned. Okay, I know. I feel like, so we actually have had this conversation because, so like pain is not like yes or no, right? It's Mm -hmm. a spectrum of like sensation 
And if it reaches a certain threshold, okay, now I interpret it as pain. Yeah. Soreness is pretty uncomfortable, but it's like something that we've accepted. We know why it happened. And so it's pain, but it's not pain that we're like, oh, this is pain. It's just like, oh, it's muscle soreness. Mm -hmm. So I feel like the difference, like either way, okay, there used to be this whole theory about like the local inflammation response of okay. why you get soreness of like the the damage, like the micro damage. And like while a little bit of that still may be true, mm -hmm. a lot of it is still a new stimulus for those muscles, potentially threatening, and that's why you get that soreness. So then we're like, why do people interpret it? soreness and not pain yes. or it's pain just an extreme amount of soreness that someone has catastrophized so i like that you said that it's muscle soreness is uncomfortable but it's not pain because i had this question i i posed this question to one of my clients the other day that was complaining about elbow pain are we working on the mic here yeah yeah okay. yeah we are he, he was complaining about elbow pain and it kind of made sense like we're doing freestanding handstand push-ups we're training one arm chin-ups it's kind of it comes with the territory. Like when I go to jujitsu, I get beat up. I'm going to be sore the next day. Mm -hmm. What do you expect? Um, so he told me it has an elbow pain. And I said, and he was like, what causes it? Is it overuse? Is it inflammation? Is it um, a weakness or, or like a muscle imbalance? And I was like, okay. Like first, I, my question I posed to him was, are you alarmed when you're sore the next day after like a leg day where you can barely walk up and down the steps and like can't get off the toilet? Like that's fine. But now this like elbow thing um, that you don't even notice all the time is alarming to you. And he laughed and then he was like, well, you know, sore. And he said exactly what you said. Soreness is muscle soreness is uncomfortable, but manageable while the elbow pain is something different. And I said, well, that's your perception of it. Because somebody that maybe hasn't conditioned themselves to enjoying the soreness that comes with muscle, like some people that you train, if you give them terrible doms, they are bitching and moaning the next day. They're taking Advil. They think they're icing. Did something really yeah, wrong. Yeah, they're going to the that ER. They damage. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So that person has a different perception of the muscle soreness. Um, and I was kind of thinking this out as we were having the conversation. It's not like I had this planned in my head with him, but I kind of wanted to see where it went as opposed to just telling him, just deal with the pain. Like, don't pain's, worry about yeah, it. Yeah, pain's not real. Like I, I want to take this down a different avenue and see what he said. I want to see like what he was thinking, you know. And and through that process. Uh, you know, when he was saying that, it kind of made me realize that we've conditioned ourselves through training for so long that this soreness, like if he wasn't in pain, if he couldn't walk up the step, like think about that, not being able to walk up the steps the next day. Or sit up and down, or get yeah. off on the toilet. Yeah, and you associate that with an effective workout. Like the other day I had such a bad workout, like Steph put her hand on my thigh and I like had a reflex flinched. where I flinched because they were so sore and it was like, yeah. but then like this elbow pain or this elbow discomfort that like, you know, to elicit, you need to put some pressure into the elbow or you need to turn it just the right way. And we're like, oh my God, what's wrong with my elbow? It's about to explode. Um, so I wanted to hear someone's thought on it because I, I've tried to get better at listening to people more as opposed to just telling everyone they're stupid. That's good, Wes. Good yeah. for you. I'm getting better at this. Listening helps. <laughs> it's such a big... That's such a big question. And like people are all the time, like yeah. that's why they come here. They want to know where their pain is coming mm -hmm. from and why. Yeah. And like, oh, is it overuse? Is it this? Is it damage? Is it this? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no and yes. Yeah. <laughs> but all, like pain is just a response by your brain based yeah. on what it believes to be a threat. Whatever that threat is, 
we know that like it could be you could have a ton of quote unquote damage, mm-hmm. but it could not be perceived as a threat because is it really damage yeah. or is it an adaptation? Or you could have nothing going on tissue level, but have a lot of pain. But like you said, so we've conditioned ourselves to where almost if we don't feel soreness after a workout, we're like, oh, I could have gone harder. I didn't have a good workout. (laughs) Yeah, which is on one side of the spectrum. And then like you said, there are some people like heavy deadlifts, full body. You can be pretty debilitated like the couple of days after if you're pushing it. But that's why people think deadlifting is bad for you. And that's why they think their back is hurt because they're so sore that sitting down, bending over is hard and painful because your back, like you can't do anything without, without moving your back, without moving your back and your spine, which Uh is why back pain and neck pain, I think is catastrophized so much because it's it's just used all the time. Like you can't live life literally in the same position. You know, unless you're in your perfect neutral posture. Yeah, well, if which, you're in neutral spine all day long, bracing your abs. Yeah, which is what everybody should do is engage <laughs> your core. So now do you think when we have these little minor pains, if we were to, do you think we'd be better off if we were to ignore them and just continue on with our lives? Or if we were to go to a, a chiropractor or a physical therapist and have to be treated three times a week for the next eight weeks and given given a very detailed explanation on the pain, do you okay, think, well, do you I think don't, we've just made it worse? I don't see anybody them? for three times a week. I don't know about you. <laughs> I, don't I think, think I've had 24 visits with a patient ever. I never, never, I haven't even right. seen 24 patients. Oh my God. That's probably really true for you. <laughs> Maybe over rotations. I think a lot of the time when people come in, especially to here, yeah. barrier to entry is kind of high. So when people get here, it's because it's preventing them from doing something mm-hmm. and it's lasted long enough to where it's no longer an acceptable level. Yeah. So I ask people, I'm like, is this an acceptable level of pain for you? Because there's no amount of pain that you can push through that is dangerous, I guess. Like, if it's extremely sharp and you're like, oh, shit, I'm doing something really wrong, then, like, yeah, obviously. But, like, you're doing a bicep curl or, like, this guy's elbow is in a weird position. Like, is that acceptable to you? You have pain when you're running in your shoulder blade. And that's not acceptable, but the pain you feel in your legs and your lungs from running is acceptable. Oh, I like that one with the lungs. Yeah. Oh man, are our lungs gonna like be over? Is that like overuse? Upper cross syndrome for the lungs. Oh no, upper cross syndrome. <laughs> like, but also elbows are annoying because to load anything, yeah. you have to use your elbows and your grip. Yeah, and, it's, and so it's another thing that you feel all the time. Steering wheel, hair. I did my hair to come here. If I had elbow tendonitis right now, I would be an issue. That'd be an issue. You know, doorknob, doorknob. Yeah, there's yeah, doorknobs yeah. still. I was like, what are dirt? Gripping, like Gripping, yeah. coffee, anything. Texting, cell phones, everything. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's definitely, I just want someone else's take or opinion on this. Now, so so then do you tell people you're going to get them completely out of pain? No. Ooh, I like there that. There are some better. people that are like, I want to be completely out of pain. And yeah. I'm like, well, then you wouldn't be a human. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's where like some people sometimes get pissed off or they have unrealistic expectations because... If pain is an emotional response, well, like, mm-hmm. so is sadness. Yeah. You don't live your life 100% happy all the time. Uh-huh. That's not human. Like, pain is a part of the yeah. human experience. I don't want you to have pain that's above an acceptable level or that you feel like you don't have control of yeah. or prevents you from doing things. Because, like, you've been injured. I've been injured. It still sucks. And it yeah, hurts. Like, it sucks. It actually does hurt. Pain yeah. is very real. And it's so annoying. When you can't do what you want to do... But to tell someone they're never going to have pain 
then they that's a bad thing. Like the, yeah, there are syndromes people where people have, have pain. It's dangerous. That's right. How you get people coming back though, right? Like if they're in pain, then they got to come back to the office. <gasps> oh my god, no! <laughs> where is this coming from? <laughs> that it, no. it, it just yeah. oh, you still have a little bit of pain. Well, I think you should still be coming back because yeah. obviously there's some sort of dysfunction. I or hate that until, word. Or at least until your, your copay runs out or your visits run out. So your visits run out, but then I'm going to call your insurance company and get you more visits. <laughs> I think not catastrophizing your pain mm -hmm. makes, it's hard, but it makes the biggest difference. Mm -hmm. Like realizing that pain is pain and it's like, it's similar to that muscle soreness, but it's just a hard thing to do. Like I think I liked your analogy of la like uh, being sad. Being sad sucks, but like sucks. you're going to be sad. Like yeah. it's an it's an emotional like response. It's normal. Like no one when you're sad, you're not immediately like, "Oh, I'm depressed. I need to be put on medication. I need to see a psychiatrist." I need to ice it. So yeah. it immediately goes away. You're <laughs> yeah. like after you break up with someone, like you're sad for a little while yeah. and it's expected, but then you sprain your ankle or you have an acute injury in the gym. And two weeks later, you're like, well, I still don't feel amazing. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, because it was a very acute injury. Yeah. I like these. These are good analogies. This is what I think about all day long. So I then think if you tell someone like, oh, well, you should never have pain. Yeah. Why are you still in pain? Yeah. It gives them this unrealistic expectation that they go through their whole lives and they're very afraid of the pain because mm -hmm. it makes it, they, they feel like it's something like to catastrophize over. Yeah. If you tell someone you should never have pain, then when you have it, you're like, oh shit. Yeah. I have pain. I, I think it's like a, it's inevitable. I think it's more about our response, our reaction to it when we do experience it. Like it, it's been so catastrophized that like sometimes people will send me messages. It's like, hey, when I, when I poke right here, it's really sharp and painful. Oh my God. Well, don't, don't poke there. <laughs> and it's like the simplest thing, but like, and I think that's, oh God, where all that like tissue quality stuff yeah. comes in of like, oh, well I should be able to poke you really hard. Yeah. And if it hurts, there's obviously something wrong. I'm like, what? No, I literally feel fine. I'm sitting here right now and I feel fine. But if you touch my calves. Are they tender? I, yeah, they're always tender. Why are they always tender? You know, trigger points, adhesions. It's definitely the adhesions. You have a weak big toe. Oh my God. No, it's actually my, my middle my middle toe on my left is so weak that I compensate with my right. That's a, that's a thing. This is all bullshit, people. I hope you all know that. Um, <laughs> most of it is. The other stuff actually Well, well this is good because I need to ask somebody. I had this thought the other day. I was like, I don't know who I can ask. Like Eve doesn't respond. You need respond. a healthcare provider you can trust. <laughs> Eve doesn't respond to my texts anymore. I don't respond to his. Really? Dang. Well, he sent me a text that he's in Colorado right now and I haven't responded. He's in Tahoe, I think. He's They're going to Colorado next He's somewhere week. where there's snow. And yes. I'm, supposed to, I'm supposed to write one of those exercise routines for him and I've been procrastinating it. So I'm just ignoring his text now. For what? Like, oh, his... Because he's going to be without equipment. Yeah, he yeah. has no equipment. And most of the stuff I program for is like body weight, calisthenic stuff. He has a doorway pull-up bar. So Maybe if you saved my number, you could actually text me these questions and we could have these conversations. <laughs> no, I, I know which, I know your area code now when it comes in. Oh my God, because I'm the only 423. <laughs> well, and there's enough texts of you being like, who is this? Don't have this number saved. Sorry, I didn't save this number. You didn't say anything last night. I was like, okay. New thank phone, who this? New phone, sorry. Haven't saved this number. It's me. It's Hannah. Pain is just... Oh, what is pain? I don't know. So these are the things I do all day. I just have conversations with myself on questions like this, and I try to disprove them. It's pretty tiring. It is. But of... luckily, I'm having the argument with myself, or I'm texting someone over the phone, so like a client. So if like I don't want to interact, I can put the phone down. I have to give yeah. you props because you have to deal with people in person. 
Yeah, and you have to answer them right away. Yeah, it's a lot harder. And where you don't really care how you come off to people. No. That's one of the beauties of not being in practice anymore. But see, I feel like I've, I've not cared less, but I feel like in the past few weeks, I've been more okay with just like fully being myself, which might mean that I'm a little bit sassier. And I think people love it. Because at coming first... coming into your own. Yeah, like I'm just... It's way more fun. Like so just interacting with people. Interacting with people the way that's just like natural, uh -huh. it's just way more fun. But there are some people that obviously like you have to adjust... You have to treat them with kids' gloves. Well, yeah. You have to adjust your communication style so that you get the point across and they accept it and it's not perceived as a threat. Well, absolutely. I have clients that I that are like 70 years old that do remote programming with me. Heck I'm not, yes. I'm not going to speak to them the way that I speak to some of like yeah. my 22 or 23-year-olds that I'm like, hey, dumbass, watch the video before you send me a question or read what I wrote in the text. What if you did? <sighs> some of them may appreciate it. Others, you know... Um, it's generation. Like some of them might be actually offended. They actually may be disrespected. I don't know though, because they've also been forewarned, you know, by who they've. Hey, been, Wes is a jerk. Yeah, who they've been referred by, because these seventy-year-olds aren't finding me on Instagram. They're being referred by their yeah. children that are receiving programming from me. Where I have quite a few of them actually. Really? They're like, hey, my mom needs help. Yeah, exactly. My mom needs help, and my mom doesn't work out. Um, you know, or she's always had back pain when she she tries to get into an exercise yeah. routine. And some of them, like, I've got one that's been with me for, like, 22 months now, and she's, like, 68. That's great. Yeah. And How's she's, she doing? She can garden pain-free. That's, like, her jam. Oh, Like, she sent me a text probably a couple months ago. Um, not a couple months ago, because it was winter where she was still. But whenever it was that, like, hey, I just garden pain-free for, like, 90 minutes, and that's, like, her wow. outcome marker. Yeah. When you think about that, too, like, 90 minutes... Yeah, I would have back pain gardening for 90 minutes. Sweeping, my back is fatigued. <laughs> like, I raked on Saturday, and, like, it was fatiguing. So people think, like, oh, gardening, simple task. Yeah. I should be able to do all this yard work. But it's a, it's a pretty, like, heavy workout. Well, if we want to circle back to the, the pain issue, anything that you do for an extended amount of time that you're not used to oh, God. is going to be difficult. That's why I'm injured right now. I hurt you're my injured wrist. right now? Yeah. I hurt my wrist probably like, so I hurt my wrist two months ago and it's just starting to come around now. What happened? I don't know. No, like how did it, like when did it start hurting? Oh, so honestly, like, so it was like the day after Thanksgiving, mm. um, did a normal workout like I normally do. Then we wrote, we did some jujitsu at the gym. It was fine. There was no incident where I was like, oh, my, my scaphoid. Is it scaphoid or scaphoid? I say scaphoid. I say scaphoid too, but then I have some people that say scaphoid. I'm like, no. oh, I'm saying it wrong. No, there's so many weird things, weird ways to okay, say things. Okay, so I'll keep saying scaphoid. Yeah. Um, you know, it wasn't like my scaphoid just exploded. Then, then like later that night, it started to feel like I was like, oh, some, something's there. I need to poke it. I need to continue to poke it. I need to poke <laughs> it. That's so true. Like I, I must press yeah. on it. No, it just started getting like achy, and then by the next morning, I literally couldn't move it. Like no rhyme or like reason. couldn't do anything with like I could like this like barely and I'm I'm demonstrating like wrist rotation it was very minimal wrist rotation um, couldn't move it and then it and it didn't like swell up like it was a little mm -hmm. swollen but not like bruised or anything like that for the severity of how uncomfortable it was to not move it um, after like a month maybe I got an X-ray just to be like oh you did get yeah one? I did get an X-ray yeah. yeah. Just to make sure, like, oh, I didn't I fracture this. something. Because, like, all of them actually, like, all the signs and symptoms kind of lined up. So I was like, if I'm going to continue to follow my logic of loading it, you know, and stressing it, mm. like, let me make sure there isn't an actual fracture. Um, and there wasn't a fracture. It's fine. 
Um, what did they say it was? So when the orthopedist read the x-ray, because I'm not going to read an x-ray, I'll read an x-ray report, but not yeah. an actual image, um, he just chalked it up to reactive arthritis, which would be like the equivalent of me telling someone they have um, non-specific lower back pain. Ah. Uh, and it's like, duh. Yeah. <laughs> it's literally being like, you have wrist pain. Yeah. And you're like, oh, thank God, I have some answers now, my wrist hurts. My wrist is, it's proven, but... Honestly, I just started doing too much too soon. I train a lot to begin with, and then I started doing jujitsu like I was doing jujitsu like two times a week, and then I upped it to like five times a week. Oh my gosh, come yeah. on. So I increased my frequency because I have the free time because we know I don't do anything all day. <laughs> you don't um, work. You're you staying home mom. Um, I was, you know, I was really enjoying it. I upped the frequency and I paid for it. It's not a big deal. Like, it's not like I had a muscle imbalance or my arthritis was flared up. Or, you know, I lack the wrist extension that's necessary. You know, I don't have the full 90 degrees of wrist extension. I just, I did too much too soon. So now I'm, I'm still, like, it's starting to come around now. That was Thanksgiving? Yeah, that was Thanksgiving. And now we're, like, two, what's the date today? The 12th, yeah. January. Almost two months later, and it's just starting to feel fine. God, that's annoying. I guess. I don't know. It's like, but what's the alternative? Not doing any, like, what would the alternative yeah. be? Like, being, like, I enjoy jujitsu. There's a chance I'm going to get doing it but what's the alternative not, not doing, doing it. it like being afraid yeah. of like like I could just get to the point where I don't want to leave my house because I'm afraid like wow what a metaphor you know for like, right now <laughs> well that's what people say with like CrossFit or yeah. blank is dangerous or bad for you yeah. well are you just going to sit on your couch and yeah. but get drinking too much syndrome? water at a certain point is dangerous for you like Nothing is good or bad. Everything is in a context. But every people like to label things in a vacuum of good versus bad. But, like, it doesn't work yeah. like that. Like, this is what I want to do. I'm going to do it. There's going to be consequences. Exactly. That's going to be for everything. And, like, for the most part, I never tell, like, remote clients that want to work with me, like, if they want to do other stuff on the side, like, oh, that's stupid or you shouldn't be doing that. Like, my job is to set them up for success. Like, if they want to take up cage fighting along with my programming – you know, you may have some headaches or broken mm -hmm. bones, but, like, I'll set you up for success and I'll modulate the volume I'm giving you to accommodate cage fighting and handstands or one-arm chin-ups. That's the difference. Like, you accepted that. Yeah. You accepted the risk and then you accepted the possibility of pain. And you tell your clients, like, hey, if you're going to do this and this, you may get a headache. You may break a bone. Yeah. Not with your programming, but, you know, cage of fighting. Of course not. Not going to break My a bone. program's perfect. <laughs> yeah, I would never injure anyone but they've accepted that or like when I do a ton of squats and my legs are sore and it hurts to reach and get my dog's food my knees hurt I don't catastrophize that do like they I, crack and pop no actually it's just that first squat in the morning I'm like oh but I've accepted that it's yeah. not scary to me so why is that not scary but then like a couple weeks ago I hurt my neck in the gym and that sucked mm -hmm. but literally four days later like I'm still kind of feeling like a little bit but I literally had to talk myself out of like catastrophizing it because it's so easy yes. when you have that to be like, I'm going to have to take so many weeks off. Like I've made so much progress. It's I'm going like, to get out of shape. It's like the snowball effect. Just, mm -hmm. But if I don't do this, it's going to be this. And if, yep. But at least you and I have like a baseline knowledge to be like, oh, like you're being ridiculous. Like you can at least talk yourself out of it. I remember I had this experience when I was in, weirdly enough, in Vegas, like a year and a half ago. I started having a, a toothache. 
Mm. And I know nothing about teeth. Exactly. You know, so I start doing that, like, oh my God, what's going on? Am I going to need a root canal? Like, and then a root canal? As I was like having these thoughts, I was like, this is what people think about when they have shoulder impingement. Exactly. Or what? No, they don't have shoulder impingement because that's not a real thing. <laughs> shoulder pain. But shoulder that's pain. the thing. So that is what we do as PTs and, you know, non-practicing chiros. We <laughs> educate people. Because think about how much education we've had and we still struggle with this. Yeah. They don't know anything about their teeth. They don't yeah. know anything about shoulders. And so I, like, I want people to come back so that I can educate them about, like, their pain and loading and tolerance and acceptable pain so that when this happens again, cause it will, cause you're yeah. human and a lot of these people are actually moving and like using their bodies in the way that they want to, you're going to run into pain. And what do you do then? It's normal. So how do you respond to it? Because that's way more important than what was the cause of my shoulder yeah. pain? Yeah. There's a million causes. We don't know. When I was five. I fell down the steps and I really think that, the tension in my left lower quad is still to this day causing my back pain at 35. I just I have a bad back. It's my muscle imbalance. But like <laughs> hearing a muscle imbalance, if I'm a PT and I'm telling you, yeah. you have a muscle imbalance, you're, you're like, okay, this seems pretty permanent and also yeah. kind of long term. And mm -hmm. I must fix this so that it doesn't happen again. Yeah. So then you're going to come back to see me, right? Yeah. It's the same thing with like, I literally posted about it today because one of my friends told me he's been having maybe some minor back pain. Okay. So he went to the Cairo who told him his hips were misaligned. Okay, that's a thing. That's oh definitely my God, a thing. it's definitely not a thing. I've and never put anyone's hips back into alignment. What even is alignment? That's my first question. And he was like, I just want it to be taken care of before I start heavy lifting again because I don't want to add fuel to the fire. And so he's going to see them for 10 weeks so that they can put his hips back in place because they created a problem. They created a solution to a problem he didn't even know he had. What a great way to sell. I mean, that is marketing right there. It is. You scroll on your phone and you see a product because you got to target it at yeah. and you're like, wow, I didn't know I needed that, but I do. That is marketing. But, but now it's... Well, now it's more harmful and yeah. it's dishonest when we're telling yeah. people their hips are misaligned and I can but, put but them what, back. But what... On the flip side, though, what happens if that chiropractor truly believes people's hips are out of alignment and he's putting them back in alignment? That's the worst part is that they do. <laughs> I think that people do no, believe yeah. that, right? So, They're so not is lying. He, is he now, but now he's not dishonest, though, because he has this... He's inaccurate, which might even be worse. I mean, <laughs> he is not evidence-based. He's misinformed. But also, if you, like, it's a small business. Small businesses can do whatever they want. They don't have to report to this healthcare god who's making sure every patient they're treating in the most ethical and accurate way that's currently evidence-based and up-to-date. So how do you... chiropractor in a hospital. Ooh, is that a thing? I, that's where I started was in a hospital. That's weird. I didn't know that existed. Yeah. Oh, that exists. So it's like going to a bad nail salon. Yeah. Like, they, it, they don't have a standard. Like, they're a small standalone business. Bad CrossFit gym. Exactly. So how do you, how do you know who to trust? Mm -hmm. And if it fits your narrative and it confirms your biases and it gets you better, then why would you not trust them? Yeah. So that's the other thing though. Like that, those misaligned hips are only working because it's actually getting some people better. Everything works for somebody at some, some point in time. Exactly. Which means to say that nothing really works. Yeah, absolutely. Nothing. Really. Everything works, then nothing works. Yeah. 
Which is, I feel like I should just quit. <laughs> I just, why did I go to all this school? If nothing works. If nothing works. But what does work is loading people and educating them. Hopefully, God, will see. We all have different ways For of getting people God, better. Please. But that's my other thing is like, maybe, I mean, the amount of people who've told me that someone has told them their hips are misaligned or their curve is off or some stupid stuff like that. I'm like, okay, if they tell people this. All day long, the percentage of the population that has these quote-unquote problems is so high that why are they viewing that as a problem? It's They're, normal. It's normal. You're the it's problem if you're symmetrical. Normal. Yeah, God. If you're symmetrical, we need to then that is a mess very... you. We need to mess you up and get some imbalances. Do bicep curls just with one arm oh, for a month? Oh no, <laughs> that's the thing. Like it's so common. Like how do people not see that this is it? Like. <laughs> This is what, this is human. Like, this yeah. is human variability. That's just what it is. You see my big toe? It almost forms a right angle. Does it actually? Oh, yeah. I've got a serious bunion. Let's check yeah. this out. Oh, God. I've yeah, never right? seen it. It almost looks like it's broken. It's so crooked to the right. But your left one doesn't do that? Uh, it's, like, not as extreme. I wouldn't show You're it You're probably going to have back pain from that. You know that, right? <laughs> Honestly, the amount of people that have reached out to me on Instagram asking, like, how I treat it, how I deal with the pain. You know, I've had like companies want me to like support different like orthotics and like different. Wait, really? Oh yeah. Foot, foot things and CBD oils, the amount of messages I get for sponsors. Um, well, you're pretty much an Instagram influencer now. I'm not, right? I'm still like 800 followers away from being an official Instagram influencer. How many do you have? Uh, 9,200. You need 10,000? You need 10,000. And even at that point in time, not everyone gets the influencer swipe up on the story. Oh, I thought that was at five. No, it's at the 10. The swipe up is at 10? Uh, unless they... I've also, like, I'm so out of touch with, like, the updates on it that I could... It could be even 15 now for all I know. Do you have a little check? When you get the little check, like the verification? Oh, I think that... Like, I think that comes at the 10 when you're... Oh, my God. You don't have the check. No, I don't. Let's see. Hmm. Dang, you're so unofficial. I know, it's pretty terrible. Well, we need to get you some new followers. Everyone, if you're listening to this, go follow Dr. Wes Hendricks. It's just a bunch of handstand pictures, like, honestly. More or less. That's all it is. Dang. Do we feel like we answered the pain question? I think we did. I think I, I feel satisfied enough that I don't have to have, to have to have that argument with myself anymore. What argument were you having with yourself? Just that it's the, different? Just the back and forth that how is pain different than muscle soreness and trying to sympathize with someone experiencing pain, mm. but they're okay with not being able to walk up the steps all day mm. after a tough leg day. Yeah. it's. I mean, it's it's all the same, but it's different. Unless you're like breaking something. Yeah. yeah. And that's the thing. Like there's... There's exceptions to every rule. So, like, if you have a stress fracture, or in my case, like, mm. if, in fact, I fractured my scaphoid or scaphoid, scaphoid. Um, then there would have been a serious problem. Um, you know, and, and it's like a, there was there'd be an explanation to the problem, like, the bone is fractured. We just need to let it heal. No amount of red light therapy, CBD oil, and um, E-STEM really is going to heal anyway. it. Um, but, you know, since there was no explanation... I'm okay with poking, like I, I read a quote, it's okay to poke the bear, but you don't want to mm -hmm. hump the shit out of it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, so it's okay, to, it's okay to poke the pain as long as you've mm -hmm. kind of done your due diligence and you understand, you know, that 
my scaphoid wasn't fractured. Yeah. I think it, that also always depends on the person and like if they are going to have a little bit of pain and catastrophize it to now where it's a huge deal or a huge amount of pain, then I don't want them to be painful. But I think a lot of it, I like a lot of the times telling someone, Hey, working in a minimal amount of pain is actually a good thing. Or, like, you're not doing anything wrong. They're like, oh, okay, so I can keep doing this. And I'm like, yeah, it's normal. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. If you do a big pulling workout and your elbows are hurting. Ooh, that's a good one, right? That's normal. Like, yes. That's normal. But then also, like, and this is so funny because one of Steph's remote clients was having this issue today. Her elbow was bothering her. And she wanted to make sure everything was okay because, and it's totally normal, like, totally reasonable. She wanted to make sure everything was okay. Because she knows elbow injuries can put her out for months. Mm. And I was like, ooh, we have to, you have to be careful with the language there now on how you approach it. Because there's already a preconceived yeah. notion on the elbow injury and being put out for months. When, in fact, like, we've been doing a lot of eccentric chin-ups. Like, we're loading the, ten- the joints, tendons, and ligaments. Like, yeah. It's expected to be sore and achy. You know, it's almost like if it wasn't, I'd be like, oh, this is not the right training program for you. Well, then maybe that is what we should be more clear on of, like, Hey, I expect you to be sore and achy. Yeah. Because when they know that that's an expectation, then they're they're not going to be afraid of it. But yeah. that person expects an elbow injury to put her out. Well, so we need to like too. level up those expectations with you might be sore and achy, and that's a good thing. Yeah. But so then all of those people out there that are like, if you're sore and achy after a workout, like that was too much, or like you yeah. don't need to be sore and achy every day. It just depends on the person and like what they've accepted for themselves and is it preventing them or keeping them from doing anything? Like you work out at a pretty intense level. Like the demands you put on your body pretty high. I would say the same, but I don't freak out when I'm achy Mm -hmm. the whole week. Like I know what what I'm doing and I know that it's a lot. Yeah. But you enjoy it. Oh, I love it. Yeah. But like still when I hurt my neck the other day, like it really sucked, but also it helped me, like it helped me sympathize with people a yeah. lot because it was it like puts you in their situation. It was like the most acute thing that I've dealt with in a while, and I like I think you have to kind of catastrophize it for like a minute, like cry, like get it out. It's kind mm-hmm. of like if you never, when you break up with someone and you never let yourself like feel it, okay. then it's gonna come up eventually. Like I think it's part of the grieving process. Okay. So literally, I was doing something and then it started hurting again, and I walked out of the gym, started crying, went on a walk, came back, tried to move in a non-painful manner in any way. And then the next few days just expected it to hurt and then started doing more, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't hurt anymore. But if you, I think if you like, don't ever let yourself kind of feel all of it. Yeah, that's fair. But you, you got to stop. Like at what point are you like, you know, it's been three years and you're still sad about this breakup. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. We're still hearing you bitch about it. <laughs> yeah. Like y'all broke up forever ago, but yeah. like, there's no except, there's no timeline that's like cut and dry for everyone. This is when you should stop. Yeah. And that's why people go to PT is not for, I mean, they think they come here for me to tell them it was overuse or it's inflammation or tendonitis. And I'm going to fix it. What they realize is that pain is normal. They will probably feel a little bit of pain, but that they need to load it and not be afraid of pain when it happens again. Cause if you're, if pain is a stress response to a threat, when you stress and you're afraid of it, you're just adding to the, the stress response. You're just making it worse. You're literally putting stuff on the fire. Like my fear of the bridge. Oh my God. This is, this wasn't on the, we didn't start recording yet. So 
Wes is afraid of the Mount Pleasant Bridge. The Mount Pleasant Bridge and the, um, the Ravenel Bridge. And well. elevators. And elevators as well. Those are my three my three fears. Where did those come from? Elevators? I don't I don't really know. I, I think I've you always... have a traumatic experience in an elevator. No, but like I can deal with them. Like I can like, for example, I used to have an office in Brick CrossFit in Boston, and you'd walk into an office building and you had to take an elevator to go down to the basement. That's the only way. There was a That's fire kind of sketch. Well, there was a okay. fire exit um, yeah. doorway, but you have to understand in like. Eight months out of the year, homeless people would either defecate in there, sleep in there, or there'd be uh, heroin, like needles in the, the entryway. So my fear of elevators... What? Yeah, my fear of elevators were not enough that I would try to go through this steps. Yeah. I, I you accepted get, that level of pain for yourself. <laughs> yes, for the elevator, yeah. yes. But with the with the two bridges, um, I just... There's something about them. I Like, I can drive over them if I need to, like... If for like some reason, like they're only those bridges. Well, because those are the only bridges. So, because I know it's coming. So here's the thing: if I'm on a road trip or driving somewhere and yeah. I don't know, I the it's more of the um like the fear of the bridge coming up as opposed to the bridge itself. If that makes sense. It's like the anticipation of the bridge. Yes, exactly. But it's no different than like I'm afraid I'm going to hurt my back when I deadlift. Exactly. It's the same thing. Say. So I've just accepted, um, even I already spoke about this, I'm going to get a Tesla, so I'm going to have the Tesla drive me over the bridge. Oh my god. You are a Tesla person. I am. I can see Thank that. You. I appreciate that. That's. I think that was meant as an insult, but I'll take it as a compliment. It is an insult. Sorry <laughs> to everyone out there that has Teslas. No, Eve thought about getting a Tesla, and I was like, I don't want to have to say that my boss drives a Tesla. Like, Eve also has a... a, a Tell you right. <laughs> well, I was going to say he's got a wife and two kids, so I think it's unrealistic to have a Tesla. His... He was going to get one. But then amazing. I think I convinced him otherwise because he was like, I don't want to be seen as that guy. <laughs> when I lived in Austin, there was a there were a ton of Teslas. Of course, because that's where they're located. But now. it was a very specific person. But I'm looking at moving to Austin, so that's that also makes oh, sense. Oh, really? I loved Austin. Yeah. If I didn't move here, I would have gone to Austin. Well, my that's family great. lives in Austin now, too. Oh. Um, I have a friend with a Tesla that lives in Austin. <laughs> I have a friend with a Tesla. I'm gonna have a Tesla. <laughs> oh. There's ton they have tons of charging stations there, you know. There's they're few and far in Charleston. I'm gonna be out of luck. Oh, there's probably none. Whole Foods. Oh, and like the made to move parking lot probably. Is there one? No, we should definitely get one because <laughs> we get some Tesla. <laughs> Daniel Island and Whole Foods, that makes sense. L luckily my new apartment complex has charging stations. That was like a requirement. That was what I was gonna say. Are you on a higher floor that you have to take the elevator? No, I'm on the third floor. I can take the steps. Do you take the stairs? Oh, absolutely, I take the steps. And I actually chose an apartment that is right by yep. the steps and not in the middle of the building. So, so when I have to walk the dog, I can go up and down the flight of steps. And to be totally honest, Benny just had ACL surgery. So <gasps> What? So the, the steps are great rehab for it. Benny had ACL surgery? Yeah. What happened? Benny's his dog. He tore his ACL? Yeah, obviously, tore but it. how? Same way anyone tears their ACL. Dynamic knee valgus? <laughs> like, what do you mean? <laughs> Cumulative stress over time. His but hips like, were how out did of you line. Think, oh, my God. Yeah, that's probably um, not. I, it just got, like, he started limping, you know, yeah. occasionally. But then it would get better with movement. So I was like, oh, it's just some sort of itis, you know, tendonitis. Like, I'm going to ignore it. Um, and then, like, it kept getting worse, kept getting worse. And it honestly got to the point where he wouldn't even get out of bed at night oh. to, like, go to the bathroom and, like, yeah. put no weight on it. So I was like... There was something seriously wrong here, you know, so then they diagnosed it as an ACL tear, um, which they is Did they do imaging? They did. X-ray, uh, which you can definitely identify in a... Yeah, wait. Wait, what? <laughs> I don't know why they... I think at that point you take an X-ray to make sure there's not like a tumor or cancer there or something, and that's what's causing the limp. 
but yeah, to, just to be clear, you wouldn't identify that on an x-ray. How did they identify it then? I think it was just after... Test. I, some I, special I, tests? They, they moved some, him around? They had some special tests, but I can tell you he's so tense during those special tests. Oh my god, he's a tense dog. Yeah, you're not going to get any sort of feedback. I think it was just like based upon the history, you know, and then the x-ray didn't show like anything else that they just ruled it they out. They got like, a good subjective history Yeah, coming. basically, you know. So basically they, they determined that way. They did the surgery, you know, he was, um, had minimal activity after that for like eight weeks and now he's doing good. Is he going to PT? Um, no, he's not going to PT. Can I treat your dog? <laughs> you know, I've had a lot of people that I said had ACLs, my dog had ACL surgery, said their dog got PT afterwards. That's a thing. It's a very serious thing. It's the same thing. thing. It's, I mean, <laughs> it's, the only difference is the dog can't tell you this is, I shouldn't be here. My leg's fine. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm not in pain. They can't make decisions. No. And they don't really give you any feedback. No, he's not giving me much to go off of other than limping or not limping. When was his surgery? <sighs> like July or August. Oh, wow. That was a while ago. Yeah. So he's he's back to like... I think now, though, he milks it. Like, if he doesn't want to do something... Ooh, man. This could really turn into a good pain conversation. Because, like, sometimes, like, if he'll want to... Like, in the morning, if I want him to hop into bed with Steph... He'll be like, I don't feel like it picked me up because I picked him up for so yeah. long. But then other times if he's, he's excited, he'll run and jump three feet onto that bed. Same thing if we're on a walk. If he's on a walk and wants to go, he'll pull. But if he wants to turn around and go back inside because it's cold or raining, he'll, he'll start limping. I think my dog is now using this. It's beneficial to him. The surgery that I overpaid for. Oh, God, I bet. Oh, geez, <laughs> um, he's using rough. it to my advantage now. Jeez. The right. surgery was the down payment to my Tesla. Really? Not really. But, but like the, the same price? Yes. Actually, a little more. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, God. You're still going to get one? Yeah. Okay. I don't have children. <laughs> I don't, That's true. I don't yeah, have any don't real have responsibilities. You don't even have a job at this point. No. You just write. What did you say? I write programs on I fake write, paper. I write exercises, I exercise know. routines on fake paper all day long. That's pretty much what I do, too. They're just a little bit more involved. You got to have conversations with people. Yeah, I can see it. They're in person. In person. And you have an office, too. It's more official. Yes. But other than that, well, uh, Wes was late, so we would have 10 more minutes, but we don't because he was late. I just want to put that out there. Fashionably late. Fashionably late. I want to put that out there. 10 minutes because it was the bridge because you were probably like freaking out. Made, made Steph drive him over the bridge. All right. Well, I think we continue this conversation. I was surprised that you asked me an actual useful I, question. I, well, it's, it's good. You answered my question. This this podcast served my needs by coming here. Wow. Amazing. Mm -hmm. It's also funny because you started this podcast <laughs> like forever ago with Eve. I was, I was episode number one. When did you get off of it? Like episode number three? Four probably. Dang. All right. Well, Dr. Wes Hendricks, everyone, let's get him to 10,000 followers and then go follow Made to Move PT and Hannah Breel DPT while you're at it. Thank you for listening. Everybody say bye, Wes. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us, everyone. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Head on over to Instagram. Find us at Healthy Charleston. Leave us a review on iTunes. If you ever have any topics you want us to talk about or guests you want to bring on, feel free to DM us. Otherwise, thanks again.